Hey, this is Taylor McCaffrey. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Do me a favor, share this podcast with other people. We thank God that this podcast has been reaching many different nations of the world. And also, if you haven't already, I want you to pray about partnering with us every month as we continue to preach the gospel and go after the harvest of souls. And we also feed hungry people with Feed the Hungry every single month. So if you'd like to be a part of that with us, our website is faithandfire.de. You can go to that website. All the giving information is there. And when you partner with us, a portion of your seed goes to helping feed the hungry. And obviously, as we continue to do live meetings and preach the gospel, you're a part with us of every single soul that's one into the kingdom. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, my first video podcast ever. I'll start doing it like this but also the first podcast episode of 2022. And uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to be doing the video format more often, uh, probably from here on out. So I'll have the combination of the podcast and audio, and now the visual aspect, which I'll be uploading to YouTube and uh, other social media as well. So enjoy the video aspect. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Some things probably change, backgrounds and stuff like that. But I want to put this into your spirit today. I want to put uh, this message, you can go with me to James chapter 4. This is something that I I see a lot of Christians struggling with. And, you know, even people that aren't saved, um, they, they have this idea, well, if God's real, I'm right here. You know, if God's real, um, then he can just show up in my life whenever he wants. Because he's God, he can do whatever he wants. Sometimes Christians have that mentality. Um, But I want to tell you that that mentality is dangerous because um, it will keep you from encountering God. It will keep you from encountering uh, who he is. Excuse me while I adjust my screen. Um, The Bible says in James chapter 4, go with me there. James chapter 4, and look at verse uh, 7. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. So notice it says that we initiate that process. We, When we come to God, first of all, anybody who comes to God must believe that he is, so that he exists, and that he's a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. Now, if people come to God, uh, they can come to him believing that he exists, but the other half of that, believing that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I don't want to take the time to deal with the diligently seeking aspect at the moment, even though that's very important. Uh, there's a reason why the Bible says diligently seeking, which involves consistency and, uh, you know, staying after it, basically. Um, being diligent about it, but come close to God is what the Bible says, and then he will come close to you. So when people have the idea that God is God's God, he can do what he wants when he wants. Um, you know, if, if he wants to do something in my life, he knows where I am. He knows how to reach me. You know, those types of, of ideas, not only are they religious, but they're of doubt and unbelief because 
when we when we think of coming to God, most people have this idea of when they come to God that he's a he's a judge and he's harsh or or you know that that he's uh, he doesn't maybe he doesn't like them today or whatever the case is. But I want to encourage you today that whoever you are, even if you're not saved, God loves you. But if you're his child, if you're born again through Jesus Christ, then you have this confidence because of the blood of Jesus. The Bible says we come boldly and confidently to the throne of grace. And uh, his blood is the only reason why we can come boldly and confidently. He was, he was the perfect sacrifice, meaning he lived without sin and then he died for our sins on the cross. So when we come to God, the Bible says he will come to us. So when God comes to you, what happens? What is the what is the defining mark of someone that has drawn near to God and and God drew near to them? Well, look at the life of Jesus. Jesus is our great example as Christians. And so Jesus uh, walked perfectly with the Father. And because of his sacrifice and his obedience, and the Bible says that when we're born again, we're now in Christ. Because of that reality, we can now have unbroken uh, fellowship, if you want to call it that, with God. I think the word fellowship is kind of weird sometimes. Christian use it use that word to replace the, the idea of just hanging out or whatever, however you want to call it. I don't really care what word you use and what you can associate with. That's, that's fine. But the, bo- the point and bottom line is that when we spend time with God, we can do that without any, any sense of fear, any sense of inferiority because of, of our you know, shortcomings or however you want to say it. Look, Jesus made a way by his blood for us to come boldly and confidently before God. Now, those, those that are not born again have a reason to fear God. They have a reason, and I don't mean fear God in the righteous sense. I'm talking about they have a reason to fear the wrath of God, to fear uh, coming to Him. But the good news is, the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that means everybody, that whosoever uh, comes to Him and gives their life to Him will not die, but will have eternal life. That's reality. So God so loved everybody on the earth. That's true. And so when we come to God, how do you come to God? Well, the way that you come to God is, is pretty much the same for everybody because you come to Him by faith. Faith is what pleases God. Hebrews eleven six. without faith it's impossible to please God. So anybody, who, whoever you are listening to this, whoever you are watching this, if you come to God with faith, He will not deny you whether you've given your life to Jesus Christ or not. <clears throat> faith is what pleases and gets his attention and causes him to respond, however you want to put it. And the whole goal of coming to God is to know him. It's not just to, to, to hope that he can help or hope he's real. Of course he's real. He's the one who created everything that we see. He's the one who created you. I understand you had, you had earthly parents, and, and the natural process of how to make children is how you came into existence. However, the Bible says that He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So God, um, God not only has a plan for you, but He wants to spend time with you. And when He spends time with you, uh, it involves when you come to Him 
how, you know, how do you come to him? Do you come to him believing that he is? That's what the Bible says, believing that he is, believing that he exists, but also that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So whatever you're seeking God for today, understand that he's a rewarder. You go to God knowing that he's a rewarder. You go to God thanking him for the rewards of salvation, for the rewards of what it means to seek him. And I'm not going to take the time to get into all the different benefits and rewards of salvation at the moment. I want to make emphasis on when you come to God, that's when he comes close to you. It's not you waiting on God and saying, well, when he has time, he, he must be busy. You know, the, 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 uh, some people, sometimes people that are not saved call him the, the big sky daddy or however they put it. I understand from the standpoint of someone who's not a believer why they use certain terminology. But for people that are born again, no matter what your denominational background is, I was I grew up Baptist, okay? And now I'm a I'm a on fire Pentecostal and I'm proud of it, happy about it. Does that mean I'm better than anybody else? No. It just means that uh denominations in the body of Christ were never the will of God. But the point I'm making with this is uh if you or if you are from a denomination, it doesn't matter. We all come to God the same way. He only responds to faith. And faith is the same language spoken throughout the entire Bible that God, uh, every single time someone came to him with faith, that's how he responded. Whatever their faith was in, that's the way he responded. Faith for healing, he healed them. Faith for increase, he increased them. Faith for children, he gave them children. Faith for whatever. Faith for peace, he gave them peace. You know, you, the list goes on. In Mark chapter 5, you, you see a perfect example of that. The woman with the issue of blood. When she pressed in, you can go read it for yourself, but when she pressed in by faith, how did she get the faith? Because she heard about Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when she heard about Jesus, she decided. The Bible says she spoke. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. So there was no question in her mind. She knew that he had been healing other people. She knew that he had been doing miracles for other people. And so she decided, I'm going to go touch the hem of his garment, and either this is going to end horribly, or I'm going to get healed. But the only way it would end horribly is not because Jesus denies her. It'd be, it would be because the religious people around her had a problem with her taking hold of her healing, had a problem with her pressing through the crowd. Um, and that was a real challenge in that scripture. You can go read about it. it, it you know, I'll give you the, the verse context so you can go read about it in Mark chapter 5 for yourself. This, this is powerful stuff on how God operates. Mark chapter 5 and verse, um, you can start reading in verse 24 through about, um, Oh, about 34. So about 10 scriptures there. But it's also powerful because when she came to Jesus, she came believing that he could do it and believing that he would do it for her. And we see what happened. She received her miracle. Jesus didn't deny her. And I want to say this to you, whoever you are watching and listening, that um, whenever you come to God, you can have confidence that when you come to him with faith, 
when you come to him believing that he exists, but also believing that he's a rewarder of your diligent seeking, that he will not turn your doubt. He will not uh, deny your request of faith. Father, you know, whatever you would pray, Father, show me your, your glory like, like uh, uh, people in the Old Testament prayed, or Father, uh, I, uh, I, I, I need you to heal my body. Uh, whatever the case is, people are at different levels of faith. People are at different levels in their spiritual walk, and there's nothing wrong with that. But every single person needs to grow. Remember that every single person, every single Christian needs to grow in their faith every single day. So no matter what level of faith you believe that you're at, whether you feel like you're just a beginner at a low level, um, or you feel like you're somebody who's, who, you know, you, you're more of a, um, a, a well-seasoned believer, however you want to say it, that you have well-developed faith, everybody needs to grow in faith every single day. Every Christian needs to grow in faith every single day. Why, why do they need to grow in faith? I need to grow in faith every single day. Why? Because the Bible says, again, Hebrews eleven six. 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if we want to please God, and as His children, we want to please Him. It's not, yes, the blood of Jesus gives us entrance into salvation. Absolutely. However, the Bible doesn't say it's the blood of Jesus that, that pleases God. The Bible says it's our faith in Him that pleases God. So, when you receive faith from the Word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by His Word. When you receive faith, you use that faith to come to God. And you can trust because the Bible says in another scripture that He watches over His Word to perform it. So you take the thing that produces faith in your spirit, which is His Word, and you take that back to Him in prayer. When you come to God, we pray. We say, Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit, our helper, our strengthener. And Father, your word says, fill in the blank, your word says, by your stripes, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. So I thank you that when I gave my life to Jesus, I qualified for that scripture. By his stripes, I was healed. I take that now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you have healed me. That's faith. That's the thing that pleases God. When you let it out of your mouth, when you take his word to him, he, he watches over his word to do what? To perform it in your life. Now, obviously, endurance has a part to play in this. Diligence has a part to play in this. And I'm not really covering that in this episode, but it's very important to stay consistent, to stay hungering after God. <clears throat> hunger shows faith, hunger shows persistence, hunger shows diligence, hunger shows consistency. Hunger lets God know how serious you are about seeking first the kingdom of God. Hungering doesn't mean you came to him one time and you didn't hear anything or you didn't ex experience some sensation, so you gave up. That's not hungering. Hungering means that you constantly are going after it. You're, you're never, you're never uh, satisfied with you know, whatever. You, you don't allow what you, what you sensed or didn't sense or heard or didn't hear to stop you from hungering after Him. Father, thank you so much for this thing you did, but I thank you that you have greater because the Bible says that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to Ephesians chapter 3. 
and verse 20. Hallelujah. And so one of the biggest keys to coming to God is to know his word because he responds to his word. His word is what produces faith. And so if his, since his word produces faith, if we come to him with his word, that lets him know that we are diligent seekers of who he is. We're diligent seekers of his revelation knowledge. We're, we're hungering after his word. We're hungering after his presence. And when we do that, the Bible says he will draw near to us or he will come close to us. Now, when you think about God coming close to somebody, consider that thought for a second. God coming close to you. What do you think is going to happen? Nothing bad, I can guarantee you that. You know, your flesh might might uh, uh, not know what to do because, you know, the, the flesh has a reaction to the presence of God. Why do you think... Why do you think people sing and dance and get excited in the Holy Ghost? And, and even more than that, why do you think people who, who aren't born again or, or, or you know, yield to demonic uh, entities, uh, demonic things, why do you think that they manifest in a demonic way in the presence of God? I'm talking about in a service, in a situation where the presence of God, uh, God draws close to somebody, you know? Why do you think that happens? Because there is a, the, the, the flesh has a reaction to the presence of God. And somebody who is drawing near to God on a daily basis, on a regular basis, pressing into Him, there will be a collision, if you want to put it that way, a collision of your everything of the natural with the spiritual. Something's going to give, and I promise you, it won't be God's presence. The natural is changed by the supernatural. I want you to remember that. Even write it down. The natural is changed by the supernatural. And God is the originator of the supernatural realm. He's the one who created it. He's the one who created the realm of the spirit. Okay? People, people um, you know, they, they, they have different experiences in the realm of the spirit. And the realm of the spirit is not just... Jesus and God and his angels. The realm of the spirit is everything. Devils, uh, you know, demons, Satan, angels, Jesus, God. It's all, it's all, um, I won't say mixed, but it's all inclusive in the realm of the spirit. So d the deciding factor of which side that you are going to experience is, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Because if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, then when you open yourself up to the realm of the Spirit, then you're going to experience the demonic side of it. And you're going to think, oh, you know, it's going to freak you out and you're going to want to draw away from that stuff. But actually what needs to happen is when you give your life to Jesus Christ, then now the blood of Jesus protects you and the Holy Spirit protects you. And whenever you renew your mind to what the Bible says, then you start to realize, you start to educate yourself on what is going on in the realm of the Spirit. What happens when I draw near to God? How, you know, what happens whenever I come to God with His Word? What happens if I uh, take His Word to Him and, and, and experience His healing power? What happens when I pray in tongues? What happens when I praise God? The Bible is your education on how to act in the realm of the Spirit. 
and also your Bible is your education <clears throat> on, I don't want to say activating the realm of the Spirit, because the realm of the Spirit is always active, but how you should act in the realm of the Spirit, how you should speak. There are spiritual laws in the realm of the Spirit. There are spiritual laws. You can read about them in the Bible. The name of Jesus is a spiritual law, believe it or not. Yes, Jesus is a person. The Holy Spirit's a person. God the Father is the, the, the creator of everything. He's a person. He's a spiritual being. He's not just human. He's a spiritual being. And so when you come to God, the Bible says that He will come close to you. So the emphasis I want to make as I draw this to a close is that we initiate the process. Stop waiting on God to just come, come into your life sovereignly. Does He move sovereignly? Yes. But the Bible says that we stick with the Bible as Christians. If it's not in the Bible, throw it out. We don't just live by spiritual principles from philosophy books or whatever. The Bible is not a philosophy book. The Bible is the... Is the uh, What's the word I want to use? It's, it's the infallible Word of God. The Bible is the, the infallible Word of God. Never changes, never wrong. It's, it's our standard. Hallelujah. And so, as you come close to God, He will come close to you. And that's not something to be afraid of. That's something to rejoice about because that means that you, you whatever you need to see uh, change in your life for the better, God is your key to that. If your marriage is messed up, God is your way to a blessed marriage. If your finances are messed up, God is your way to see uh, things change financially. If, if, you're, if you have sickness in your body, pain in your body, Jesus is the way to, to complete and perfect health. Okay? So everything negative in this world, everything of the curse of the law, Everything of the curse that, that happened because of man's disobedience from Genesis um, chapter 3, everything of that is reversed the moment that you give your life to Jesus. Praise God. It's the truth. And so when we come close to God, He will come close to us. I want to emphasize that as I bring this to a close. And trust me, when you come close to God, He's a good God. He's a God of love. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of, of supernatural power. He's not just a God who makes you feel better while your life is falling apart, but there's no real power to change it. That's not God. He comforts you, absolutely. He is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is known as the comforter. So He comforts you in the middle of, of different things that, that you go through. But God... Uh, he gives you the power to supernaturally change your situations that need to change. Amen. If you've never given your life to Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. It's very simple. As I mentioned before, the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whosoever will believe in Him will, have, will not perish, but will have everlasting life. I was talking about heaven and hell. Heaven and hell are real. And you're de it's based upon your decision to give your life to Christ. He loves you. He has good plans for your life. The only way to find those plans is to give your life to Christ and uh, go forward from there. Draw near to God as he, and He will draw near to you. So give your life to Christ right now. 
by praying this prayer. It's very simple, but mean it from your heart. You can repeat it after me. Father, I thank you for every person listening and watching. And as they pray this prayer, I thank you that you come close to them. Repeat this prayer. God in heaven, I give you my life today. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for me on the cross. And I believe that he rose from the dead. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to give me new life. I thank you that I'm born again. I thank you that the Holy Spirit lives in me. I'm on my way to heaven, and I will never turn back. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to pray for you on, on something else real quick because it's very important. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, it's vitally important to your walk with God. So if you want to receive that, uh, and, and your, your prayer, your prayer uh, the power of your prayers increase, and, and you, you, know, you don't always know what to pray with in your mind. Your brain doesn't always know what to pray for and all, the, and all those things. What this is called is praying in other tongues, and it's from God. It's a gift for every single believer. So I'm going to pray for you. If you'd like to receive it, just lift your hands and receive it and uh, ask God to fill you with His Spirit. That's how you get it. You just request it. And, and as I pray for you, just, just receive it. And um, the Holy Spirit is going to baptize you. And you'll be able to pr pray in tongues. Father, I thank you for every person watching and listening. If they have never been filled with the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I ask you right now to baptize them with the Holy Spirit. Help them to let their prayer language out in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time, or maybe you rededicated your life, uh, and you don't know what to do next, I want you to do me a favor, contact me, let me know. You can do it in the YouTube comments, or you can contact me on other social media. You can go to our website, faithandfire.de, email us. Just find a way to let me know that you prayed the prayer so that I can help you in your walk with God. It's vitally, vitally important. I love you guys so much. Thank you for watching and listening. Make sure to share this with other people who need it. I'll be back on again uh, soon with uh, another podcast and another video. Uh, be blessed. I'll see you next time.